What's good, everybody? Welcome to Moments with the Movies. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. Hey, y'all. I'm his wife, Deidre Mobley. And we something like ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. Greetings, salutations, accolades, blessings, all of that. All right, Mo. What we what we talking about? I, I got I'm packed. I'm full of a lot of different emotions right now. So we can talk about just about anything. What you want to talk about? Why are you full of of emotions? Because I'm I'm the perspective of couples when they come to us to get counseling or get counseling anywhere is that. You've been in something for three, five, six, 10, 15 years. 20, 25. Doing it the exact same way. And one, two sessions with us or any counselor is not going to resolve that. But for whatever reason, you know, couples feel like when they get in counseling, they feel better when they counseling and, you know, they might have a good night a day the rest of that day and the next day and then they fall back into the ruts but that's that's what happens mm-hmm. until it actually changes but my concern is when a husband and a wife in the same house got stuff going on and their perspectives of what they see is different mm-hmm. the husband feel like everything's falling apart it's never gonna work out this is what it is and the wife feel like everything okay or the wife feels like it's, it's crumbling down around me. I don't know what to do. It's not working. You know, it, it, you know, whatever it is. And the husband like, yeah, everything cool. Like, how how is how can that be? I, I just don't I just don't get that. And and in my mind, that's a disconnect of them being one. That's a result. That's a manifestation of a fruit that they don't have. They're not, they're not one. They still are moving as individuals. So if she's all right then and he's not, then that's on him. He ain't got to be all right. She all right. Or if he all right and she's not, then, oh, well, I'm good. But if she ain't not, she need to work on that. That's, the, that's, the, that's not how it works. It's just not how it works. Or one of them, the one who maybe is causing the ruckus or, you know, maybe that's causing the tussle, excuse me, doesn't want you to or the counselor to know that they're still behaving badly. You know, they, yeah, yeah, they're they're not telling the truth. But this is the thing. I really feel like when somebody is, when somebody has been operating out of a mindset that's been corrupt for so long. Mm-hmm. In their mind, it, it's going to take a lot more than a few sessions to, to help that. Mm-hmm. But for them to, to, to have the same response, when you see chaos in your house, when you are part of the chaos in your house, when the chaos, the chaos overflows out of your house into other people's homes. Mm-hmm. But then in your mind, if you got a good night rest and you wake up the next morning, then everything good after you done touched 
everybody's life in some kind of way and spread the cancer to everybody. So now everybody is unraveling, upset, whatever the case is. And now you in a place of, all right, really? Really, that 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 bothers me. I can tell it bothers you. That that really bothers me. And like I said, that to that's a characteristic of a husband and wife not being one. My wife cannot feel some kind of way, be sad, be upset, be happy, be whatever it is, and I'm I'm not. Or she can't be I can't I can't be upset and my wife cool and she just moves on or vice versa. That's just not how a a good relationship or marriage works. And a lot of people probably say, well, yes, we have said I'm so responsible. My responsibility for my joy is on me, not my wife. However, your happiness. my happiness, yeah. there are moments of happiness that my wife can give. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. If something is happening with me, then something is happening with my wife. If something is happening with my wife, whether it's good or bad, then something is happening with me. See, you can't, you can't take, you can't ride the coattail of your husband or your wife when they're in a good place, when they making a lot of money, when they doing all this stuff. And then when they get in a bad place, you jump off the coattail. That ain't how that works. That's just not how it works. And that's the that's the whole element of being one with your spouse. So it just really has. I don't I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just it really it really concerns me when. Two people live in the same house, but have totally different perspectives. Totally different. Now, it's something that we can work on, and it's going to take time, but it can't be every time something happens, why are you in counseling? Your one thing is to leave. You don't want it no more. I'm done. I want divorce. I'm separating. I can't do them no more. I can't. That can't be it. So my whole thing would be, why Why are you in counseling? What are we helping you with if you already quit on your relationship? What What is a counselor helping you with if you already quit on your relationship? Just so you can say we went to counseling and it didn't work? And then you're wasting the counselor time, the therapist time, and your time. If you already made up your mind what you're going to do, just do it. Just do it. If you really genuinely want help, then reach out to any good therapist, a counselor, they can help you. But don't go into the counseling with basically both of your feet outside the door and you just, you know, turn in with your head in the door like, yep, we tried. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. All right, I'm done. What what are we talking about today? I guess this is what we talk about. But you, like we were talking about earlier in another situation, like you told me, it what matters is the fact that it takes all these years to to build all these habits, right? And they're not going to unlearn them immediately. 
but they in want one session, they want an immediate, immediate result. Results. And it's it's and that's it's, not how it right. Works. That's not that's not how it it's cultivated, and that's not how it's going to manifest. That you have these bad habits. You have these been using the wrong tools. You've had these uh, this you know content uh, or what do you call it combative relationship, and not so much physical, but the the way that you all talk to each other, the way that you handle each other, the the way that you treat each other, you know, like just very common and very sometimes disrespectful. But then when you you if it's taken you, you've been married 11, you know, 15, 20, 25, you know, some maybe longer, but you've you've learned these bad behaviors over a period of time and thinking that it's going to turn or going to change after one session or after two sessions is not is is really not realistic. And so I think that's something that they don't understand because you get in this moment where you may have a a session with a counselor whether it be with us or not, but you have a couple good sessions and then you like you said you have a couple good days between those and you thinking Oh, we're just new people. We're changed. We don't talk to each other like that anymore. We don't handle each other like that anymore. But then that part of it rears its head again. And then you're thinking. It's not working. It's not working. But it's not. It's absolutely not going to change that quick. And if you make your posture, um, well, this just ain't working. Hello. And and maybe that's something that, that. which we have also reiterated to couples like this oh, just this just n- does not change overnight. and turn overnight because yeah. you have a couple feel good moments this is behavior that's been been learned and been being practiced in your home forever and it's not you you got to stick to it and if you're not transparent every i get yeah to be honest don't lie whatever y'all. counselor you go to you entrusting them with your life, with um, probably secrets that you you don't talk to nobody about that doesn't go outside of your household. And it takes a few sessions for you to trust. But you have to be transparent. You cannot change what you don't acknowledge. You can't take power from something that you continue to hide and allow it to grow and keep power. You just can't. Real change come with vulnerability you have to be vulnerable that's the only way it has to be broken down and rebuild for it to actually work that's that's what the whole thing is and to to change let me give you a an example of what what changing is if i was to tell you right now um allison and deidre if i was to tell y'all that it was never meant for us to walk on our legs and our feet. It was always meant for us to walk on our hands and our arms. So y'all need to change what y'all do because y'all been doing it wrong for all these years. Mm-hmm. What was your response? You're crazy because I've been doing this. I've been walking and like this and getting around like this on my legs for almost 51 years. Yeah, and that's how... That's that's how the mind re- that's how the mind receives any change agent of information 
when it's been doing what it's been doing for so long. You crazy. This works. We'll be all right. Whatever the case is. So for me to say you you're supposed to walk on your hands and your arms, that's the proper way to do it. And it's not never it was never supposed to be your legs and your feet. Then most people will say, well, this is how I've been doing it. We're going to have to rock on like this. And my life been pretty good. So I'm not changing it. Change. But that is a truth, though. Change is. I don't know nowhere else to put it. We done said it before. Change is the hardest thing you will ever have to do ever in life. It tops everything else. It's 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 hard to do. It's it's hard to do. Are you looking something up or are you reading the text? No, what because what, what I what I heard what you just said as far as if you told us, you know, what if you told us that We've been doing it wrong. We've been we're not supposed to walk on our feet. We're supposed to walk on our arms and our hands. But in all actuality, that is not true. No, that is not true. But what I did was use the example of that's how hard it is to change. If you've been doing okay. something for the, so long, how hard it would be to believe. That's something how hard else. it would be. It, it's it's believing. It's receiving. It's actually practicing. Putting it in. It takes anywhere from three to seven days. For for a behavior, for a habit to stick, three, four to seven days max for a habit to stick with you, like glue. It takes a minimum of 30 days for you to break a habit. So they always say it's easier to get into something than it, than is, it is to get, to get out. out. Of it. I can I can believe that. But I use that example because it's it's more than just it's literally it's literally rewiring not only your your brain and the only way you can rewire your brain is to change change the information in your mind. Right. But it takes Time, but when you put something, when you always try to in, interject something in your mind that has never been there, which is change, to try to get something to change, then your mind, your brain, and your body fights it. Tooth and nails, it's, it's not going to change. This is what we've been doing. We're going to be all right, even if you know that what you're doing is not right. And that's the crazy thing. Even if you know I cannot keep living like this, that's how hard it is to break that habit. I cannot keep making decisions like this. I cannot keep, I even talk about something with me. So I almost died three times. And it was always towards my my pressure, basically my pressure. And the way I was living. So <coughs> in the beginning times, it was about me losing weight. And job-related stress. And job-related stress. So it, I I am, I don't want to say I'm a perfectionist. I don't want to use that no more. You had those tendencies. But I I, I am a little OCD. So I want, I, I want stuff to move. Um, I, I want the momentum to move. But doing some of the things I've been doing for so long as I've been doing it, it's it's a little hard to move now. 
and I, I'm I'm tired. I can I, I can literally say that. So putting a team together, doing all this stuff was important for me, for us to do because we just couldn't do it by ourselves. But I had to change. And me and my wife was talking about this earlier today. Even with me, even with me being rushed to the emergency room in an ambulance, they telling me, you know, they don't understand why I'm still here because my pressure is so high. You know, they doing all kind of tests. They doing bone marrow stuff. They doing all kind of things. And after that, that should be enough for me to say I got to change. Now, I did change. I did change, but my habits were still there. I changed long enough to get out of the danger zone, and then my habits just picked right back up where they left off. So the last two times, it it was more it was it was still stress related. Um, not too much more about my weight no more. It was more about my decisions of yeah. how I was letting stuff sit on me. So I had to change that. So, you know, in the whole process, I had to learn that I had to eat better. It wasn't about being a diet. I had to eat better for my life. I had to eat to live. So that's what I, I changed all that stuff. And even with that, my stress levels were still high. So it wasn't just that part of it. I had to change other parts of it. I can't allow stuff to sit on me. I can't allow other people's decisions to put me in a bad place. Or affect you. Yeah. So to that point. what happens in life because of all the people you're connected to, whether it be on your job, a team of people in your in your family, whatever it is, whatever y'all doing that's supposed to be towards the same goal, everybody has their different their perspective again. Everybody have their different perspective of how they believe something should work. And everybody wants to put their two, three, four, $75, whatever in. And then they want to move in this direction. And then when something doesn't go or you don't agree upon something, then it goes off the cliff and then you're part of that rescue squad that's supposed to come and help and urgently do stuff. Now, now, now that all the bad decisions have been made, can you help us fix it type thing? And we need, we don't need it fixed. We've been trying to fix it. You've been making the bad decisions for seven years, but now we need you to fix it. Because we need it fixed in three days. And that's the part of me, because I am who I am, when I put my hand to something, I wanted to work in excellence. So I had to figure out a way to not let that stuff sit on me because I cannot be responsible for other people's decisions. I can give them advice. I can give them my best of what I believe should happen when I'm asked. But when you don't take the systems, when you don't take the advice, when you don't take the stuff and you think you have a better way, then by all means do it that way. But then when it gets off the cliff, how is that my emergency to, to like 
So now you've been doing it like this for seven years, and now you need me to fix it in three days? Why should I be stressed with that? Well, remember, there was a, 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 a saying that I put on. This was many years ago when I worked at this one particular job. And I put, and I actually typed it, and I printed it, and I taped it to my desk. And it says, your lack of preparation does not constitute an emergency for me. Yeah. Because... In in the case that you're talking about, like you said, if if you're not if you're a poor planner, because um, there's another saying that means the same thing, but it's said differently. I don't I've heard it, but I don't remember it. But in essence, you know, you can't come and now uh, make this an emergency for me to do. When you've procrastinated, when you've had poor planning, when you have, like you said, maybe done it a bad way for so long. And now you need something done to change it, and now you want it to be in an emergency. For yeah, me. and and that's the that's the <clears throat> that's the totality of what I had to get a grasp on in my life. So I had to change some stuff. Um, so even with me, the change had to be a full change in all areas of my life. And it was hard to do. I can say now that it was hard to do, but at the time, I I I thought I was doing it. I thought I was doing everything I needed to do, so I I didn't have to be on the blood pressure medicine. I didn't have to be on all these meds to try to keep my organs and stuff moving. That's what I thought, but I I wasn't. It wasn't. So it it was the physical part. The brain part is is a part of the mind. The mind rewires the brain. Your thought process, your choices rewires your brain. Your brain is the control tower to tell your body what to do. So I can say phys- the physical is a part of the brain. So your physical body and your brain is all a part of that. But what changes that is changing your mindset and i had to receive in totality everything that i needed to change and that's that i wasn't doing that i figured that you know if i got the weight off then that'll be enough and then i found out that that wasn't enough so i had to change literally everything in every area of my life right to get it to where I needed it to be. So getting back to the counseling part, it's a lot. It's a lot that couples and individuals carry from their childhood, from what they saw in their their mom and dad's life, whether the parents were together or not, um, by whoever raised them, you know, by things that they were equipped with as well as things that they weren't equipped with. So most most men who've been raised by women, not saying that that's not, it's a lot of strong women that can raise, it's a lot of strong women that are single parents to males, men. But it takes a man to instill something in another man which has 
So the results of that is a man responding the way he does because he feels like everybody's challenging his manhood. And that's the piece that most men who have been raised by women are missing. It's like any anything that anybody says or does that challenges what you believe is your manhood, then it's always a defense or an offense. Either you cutting somebody off, either you cussing somebody out, either you want to fight somebody, regardless of what it is. And that's not that's not that's not a that's a part of that's a characteristic that is missing in most men who are raised by single women. Now, that's not taking nothing away from single moms because most of them, they've been put in that situation not by their own choice. So, I, I can't remember. Where, where was I going with this? I told you I'm emotional and I got a lot of stuff going on right now. Anyway. Are you saying that, that because of how they're raised, that can affect how they now treat their spouse and uh, how they see deal with situations or the, yeah absolutely yeah, how they see how absolutely. they see life so now you're married you have kids and now if your wife asks you any questions about a decision that you want to make now she's trying your manhood and that's completely wrong it's completely false that's not a challenge the, in your man like you said because that's what that's what his narrative has been. Yeah, that's that, that's what yeah, that's it, what his narrative is. Of course, that's is. gonna that, that's what it's gonna come out as. But again, that's something that can be. That's something that can be. Uh, um, that's a characteristic that can be changed, or shown it's, a different it, way to help him first and foremost understand why he's even thinking that way. Yeah, and so and that comes along with. When you get in counseling and when you get, you know, when, when the couples come to us and we, we, we're, we're digging and we're asking those questions, you know what I'm saying? How were you raised? Who raised you? What was their relationship like? Were you, were your parents together? Were you raised with a step parent involved? And what is that relationship like? So all that stuff pours into now the man you have that's in a family, yeah. um, and we ask with a wife questions. and with kids. And you're trying to figure out how did I get here, or have you been married before, or you know how many, you know what, what's your what did what was your relationship and dating like when you you know before y'all got married, because that can leave residue, yeah, and 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 ways and and residue and emotions and um, certain ways that you've developed that you handle situations that can be brought into a marriage. And so now everything it's, is tore up from the flow up. It's so, Excuse me. As we used to say, I want some greens and rice. I don't know where that came from. But I'm sorry. Go ahead what you were saying. It's it's so much. It's The greens and rice thing threw me off. I know it did because I really don't know where that was. You know, you just get a strong urge. But no, what all I was saying was it, it is a lot that goes into how a person grew up and how they have have held and 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 dealt with and what what uh care or lack of care or just whatever from the the relationships that lead up to them being married 
And now what we've seen is now they're here and they really don't know how to have a relationship. Yeah. Or it may have been blissful in the beginning because it's the the lovey-dovey period where you're trying to woo her. You know, y'all trying to woo each other. And, you know, it is lovey-dovey. But now you're here getting into real life and real life stuff. And now certain things are coming up from past relationships or the way that you've been, they've been raised. And now it's coming up as triggers. And it's triggering them. Which they don't, they can't identify. Right. They just know they feel some kind of way as a bad way. And they need a response and a defensive or offensive way. Either they defensing, basically, offensive means they trying to move side to side so they can counter what you're, what they believe might be a negative thing that mm-hmm. you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Defensive way is basically they trying to bite your head off because Before you that's, even a, get it out. that's a sore spot for them. Yeah. They don't know why. So it's, you know, they they just put up their dues. Um, everybody who want to get counseling, you have to understand that it takes time. We will dissect it. Most most counselors will dissect it over time. But you got to remember, you talking about meeting with a counselor once a week for an hour, hour and a half, possibly two hours. Versus you living the way you've been living every single day of your yeah. life 24-7. And that's hard to do. I go back to the example. If I told you you're supposed to walk on your arms and your hands. That would be not very your, hard to receive. Anyway. You can't even <laughs> comprehend that. Like Most people won't even comprehend that because this is what I've been doing. And you telling me I've been doing it wrong or it's not the best way to do it. So that's that's how your mind tries to receive it. So you have to give it you have to give it time and you have to be willing and you can't you can't go back to your comfort zone of wherever that might be of hollering, yelling, cursing, verbal abuse, um quitting, divorce, separation, you don't want it no more. It it just can't go back to that cuz all that does is trigger everything else. So you have to give your counselors time to help you work through all these areas because it takes time. Yeah. It's not going to happen over. I promise you. We see, we see folk every day that's still living out of trauma, and they've been to counseling, but they still have bits and pieces of trauma that they still make decisions out of in their present life. And then they don't understand why it tears everything up once they make the decision. And this is why. And I think a part of that is that they get, they, they seek help. They get, they get the tools, but for whatever reason, don't want to put those tools into, into play or well, they, they or not. they're fighting against it or they have, they fall back into what they know, you know, yeah. what they, they have been doing and what they have been comfortable doing. But, and I'm saying that to say, if you reach out, be prepared to use the tools that, you know, are being given to you. Like, legit, be prepared to use them because it's a waste of our time and your money. 
if you're really not committed to putting in the work yeah. and not that you're going to do everything perfect, you know, or not that you're not going, you know, maybe handle something as you used to handle it, even though, um, like you used to handle it, even though we we've given you new tools to use to do something different so you can get a different result, but, and don't beat yourself down when that happens because it will, but don't let that be the norm. To, is that you just automatically start going back to what you used to do based on this. Okay. So this is the conversation that we, Johnny and I were having earlier. I was like, okay, so you find yourself, um, you know, this, this couple, you know, you find yourself in this situation of, of, uh, of really whether it's physical or verbal, it's all toxic, but just per se, this one is, is, is verbal. And, you you y'all reach out you reach out for help but one one person wants to do the work the other one johnny's this is what johnny's take on it was that the other person wants to do the work but is stuck in their ways or their old ways or their old habits so hard that they don't know how to 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 kind of start to turn the corner to do better or to use those tools to, to help do better. But I see it as not that I agreed with you, but I also saw it as like, well, the but just say you don't. Agree. Well, I agree with you. I do have a few things to add on to that. Well, let, let though, me add Cause this. I understand that it, it can be debilitating when you've done something for so long. Yeah. And you, I feel like that person just got to like legit hit rock bottom. So this this is this is what remember when I was talking about uh, um, a single mom raising the right. son. So throughout the years, the relationships you are in, whether it's romantic or family, friend, foe, regardless of what it is, once you attach yourself to different people and let people in, you always pick up characteristics of that. Whether it's you changing or them changing, regardless of what it is, but that becomes a part of your narrative and your decision making and a lot of different stuff. So as you move forward, if this is all you've been doing your entire life is doing that, which means you literally don't know who you are. And it's embedded deep. It's it's scary as hell. It is. For you to want to let all that stuff go because all that stuff, the bad, the toxic, all that stuff makes up who you believe you are as a man. I get it. So if I let all that go, who am I? And that's the part that a, a man has to be willing to face. It's scary. It's scary, especially if you 30 in your 30s, 40s, got a wife, kids. Th- that's scary. But it's something that's needed. We tell couples all the time, you've been married, but you haven't really lived your relationship the way it is. So this is day one for it because you didn't understand what marriage was, what it is to be one. You, who rhythm, you were all. Who you are. So all the years that you've been married... You've been basically, you haven't just married on paper. That's it. Not re- come, not not come into real relationship. So when for anybody, that's scary. But for men, 
who have created this narrative of who they believe they are and what a man is to release and let go all that stuff. Their biggest fear is not knowing who they are or where they lose themselves or who am I supposed to be now and how, where am I supposed to get that stuff from? So, and that's what I was trying to explain to you earlier when it comes to that. I, I get, you know, you got to buckle down, you got to be intentional, you got to do this, you got to do that. I get that part. But what, what most people are fighting as well is this is my whole makeup of who I believe I am. Right. I get that. So if I release all this, am I nothing now? Am I supposed to, you know, what am I supposed to do now? Who am I supposed to be? And then I got a wife and kids. What what am I supposed to do with this? But then you you might not be about to have a wife and kids. Because that could be a very real situation <laughs> as well. Is, that is. Because if you're not healthy and you're you're cultivating an unhealthy environment now for your for your wife, for your children and all these things, then and she's a woman who's who's seen the light or it's like really understanding, yeah. you know, now what's going on or the fact that those, you know, of course she's important, but those kids are even more important because they didn't ask to be here. And so, but I think the thing that why we're so passionate is that we see who they could be if they would just release that well, we they'll find they themselves yeah. if they would just release it. If they would just release the control that they feel that they have to have, if they'll release all these these bad habits and and because when when it's been embedded in you for so long, you think it's good. You don't see you don't you know what I'm saying? You see that there's nothing wrong with it. And your narrative, yeah, and your narrative and we've said this before, you can operate out of your trauma for so long that it becomes your norm. So you believe that the decisions that you are making are good decisions. Even though you're getting bad results. Yeah. Which may seem crazy, but we literally watch it happen. Yeah. We literally watch it happen. And it's it's really disheartening. It really is. Because when you, and I think that's why we, we tell you know, couples that may start with us. And then after a few sessions, I think sometimes they think, oh, well, yeah, what they say makes sense. And, oh, well, that, well, that's all we needed. We we got it from, you know, we got it from yeah. here. We don't, you know, we don't need to come back no more. And that, that's neither here nor there. But at the end of the day, what you have to realize is you, like Johnny said, it takes a week, the max of a week to, for a habit to form, but it takes 30 days to reverse that. Yeah. And so whoever you're seeing or whoever you're going to reach out to, whoever's helping you, excuse me, give it time to help you change your situation. Because it's it it, the one thing that is because we really we care about our couples and I'm not going to even say sometimes, you know, we because we don't carry what we get from people. We we give it. (laughs) As well as we point them to God, but 
we it it it's in our they're in our thoughts so they become more than just you know somebody that we met on zoom to help or just whatever or in person to help it it because we see okay and and the truth be told they actually see it help when they yeah. when they use the tools and do something different for but a situation they just don't use it consistently, right, consistently every right. day yeah. whether they feel yeah, like yeah, it yeah. or not yeah it's 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 yeah, yeah. so I guess this is a disclaimer. I, I I have no idea what's happening right now. I just know this is what that we're you got on here, about. and you. But and to be honest, what we were talking about earlier to talk about is the the part of it where, like, when is it time for either, and that's either spouse to like leave to exit this the relationship when one after it's been brought to their both of their attention that this is not a. This this the one person, you know, is whether it's like I said, the husband or the wife is is uh, making the, the whole home or the atmosphere toxic because of stuff that they are either one, not stuff that they're not willing to deal with or two, that they're afraid to deal with. Then, you know, how long does the wife stick it out? And now it turns into her, okay, we're going to work it out. Or the, or the husband, okay, it turns into, okay, I'm going to stay and I'm going to, you know, work it out. Because we going to see somebody. Or we we going to get help. And then it turns into when the other person, when whoever that person is decides that they really, for whatever reason, aren't committed to making those changes. Then it turns into now the 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 spouse could actually feel like okay so now you're intentionally still being you know having bad behavior or still creating a toxic environment for 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 me as well as the children that we have in the home and so at some point and it might be her or him leaving with the children or separating or whatever is the is the thing or the kicker that is the rock bottom for that person to make them say this is crazy. Obviously I'm doing something wrong and I haven't been acknowledging it and I need to get help and I'm going to stick with that help to ch- help change my behavior. Or it, it can be the catalyst to push them in the other direction. Do right. And, and that's what we don't want to happen. You, you don't know what it is. And I mean, the only way, Listen, when you do go to counseling, if you do get married counseling, go in flat-footed, whole body, all in, everything. Transparent, everything. Most counselors are licensed to, I mean, they can't talk about your situation, your family, your name, they can't do that with anybody. So you're it's it's confidential when you do that. And it's an oath that counselors we take. So you have to, if you want this help, you can't, you have to expose all the hurt parts, not just the parts that you want us to see. Right. Cause it, it never gets you never go from good from bad to good to great by just showing or giving people what you want them to see because you're too shameful, embarrassed, or whatever the case is about all the other stuff. That that's a that's a trauma as well because a lot of people 
don't want to say certain things because they believe in their mind that people are going to see them different or respond different or judge them different. If you go into a good counselor or therapist, that's, that's not going to ever happen. It should not ever happen. I'll put it to you like that. It should not ever happen. With us, it would never happen. So, and I can only speak for us. But I know for a fact that there's some other good therapists and counselors out there. So, um, we do know a couple of them, but we don't know all of them. So, But when you go in, definitely go in as transparent as you possibly can. If you got to peel off the layers, then that's fine. But give it time. Counseling takes time. It takes time to unravel all this stuff that you guys, that a couple have been living for I don't know how many years. It takes time to unravel it. It takes time to deactivate some stuff. It takes time to give you the aha moments, like my wife said, so you can see what connects to what, why I respond like this, why I think like this, why where I got this from. So it takes time for all that stuff to be kind of unraveled and put in its place. But don't ever not get counseling because you don't because you're ashamed of decisions that you've made. The counseling is for you to become a better person. And as individuals and in a marriage, because you got to remember, especially couples with children, that your your children, all the stuff that you said you were not going to give your children, uh, you was going to react to your children, uh, you, your children were not going to be raised as, and they will never be this or never be that. I will never treat them the way. And most couple, most parents say that. That, you know, the way I was raised, I never, my children would never be raised like that. But if you ain't got nothing else to pull from, how you going to not raise them like that? So you have to be vulnerable enough to allow counseling and the tools and be intentional intentional about using the tools every day. And here's the thing, even use them when they feel good. Use the tools when it don't feel good. When it's awkward, when you go back to your, you have to pick up them tools and use them. It's imperative that you do that because most couples, when they start counseling, they use the tools that make them feel ooey and gooey. But then when they start to convert back to that familiar place to make decisions, that's the most important time for you to use the stuff. And that's that's when it feels weird and awkward. That's how you that you need to use it in them times. Am I all over the place? You got a little. You got back focused after you went, you know, down to North Augusta, but you back. You've been back for a while. So, I guess this this podcast is twofold. One, um. You, if you get a good counselor, a therapist to help, a marriage counselor, a therapist to help, utilize them to their fullest. Everything that they give you, everything that they teach you, everything that they show you, 
You have to receive it. If you have to take notes, whatever you have to do, you have to indulge your entire body into that. The mind, everything. And then allow it, give it time for it to change. Mm -hmm. Give time for it to set in for the new behaviors and habits to, to evolve. And two, I don't know what number two is. Two, I did say twofold. In it. You did. Extend yourself, Grace, to know that, you know, things will change and, and it'll turn for the better and you will become better and you will become healthier if you just give it time, as Johnny said, and use the tools that you're being given to help cultivate a better you. Um, and that's that'll help to be for you for all the relationships yeah. that you're in to be happier, to be healthier, um, prayerfully. That's what it'll do. So Yeah. We talked about this because it was, you know, was heated in your heart. Um, and, and I and I, I want we that's just because of, you know, we are passionate how we about feel. Couples and marriage, and we've told y'all this before. We are very, very passionate and about it and family. So um, we want couples to, you know, have what we have for you to experience it. Um, it it is real, and it can happen. So, but you gotta really, really want it. You gotta dig deep, and you gotta really, really want it. The change is, it just has to happen. Change is absolutely. Positively, hands down, the hardest thing to do in any area of your life. And with that, I'm signing off and dropping the mic. Well, he's not really going to drop the mic because, one. These mics cost a lot of money. They cost money, and you don't need to drop them, sir. I'm not dropping Two, them. Um, my intention from when we first started was to tell y'all that we missed y'all last week because we was out having babies. Well, we wasn't having babies. Well, they were babies, being added to our, our bloodline. was having babies. Right. And so many of you know, some of you, many of you, a few of you, some know that um, baby Psalm number nine uh, made his entrance uh, many boys to the world. Eight boys and Eight one granddaughter. One granddaughter. And Saul made his entrance on Tuesday, January 31st. And I have no idea how grandchild, the, 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 the Aubrey, I have no idea how she's going to do this. She's going to do just fine because she, I, I don't know. She tussles with them. They love she on. do. She, they she tussle do. and she tussles right along with but them. Please dress understand. or no dress. And she loves them and they love her. And it's seven of them that stay here. Stay here, right here in this area. It's one that staying there and there's one that stay here. It's, it's sad mom that stay here. So when she go to school, and she's the second oldest. No. Tristan's the oldest. Okay, I'm lying. She is the second oldest. Don't do that, She was man. the second one, so he was thinking about it. So, but listen, y'all. This, and I don't know if we should add this to this seg to this part of it, or if we need to just put it at, at the beginning of the next taping, 
But we have a. I guess we'll tell y'all next week because we have been. Uh, the time has gone on, but we'll share. Yeah, I was a little bit, but we're gonna share our escapade to Atlanta after we got the call. <laughs> after we got the call about her being in labor because it was quite a time. Um, and it's, but it just we are going to share that the Lord don't answer all your prayers if His plan is different. Listen, well, he still he still got us there. And we he got did there get safely. us there. His grace but and we mercy. Go, we go share with y'all the 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 escapades. But I the whole ordeal that happened. My prayer was Jesus. Let me get this good night's sleep. In the morning, we out. Okay. In Jesus' name, amen. So, well, we gonna tell y'all what really happened. Um, I guess on next week's episode. So, all right, take them, take take us on out. All right, marriage. Is a journey, one-way journey. Remember that, and this could be a great journey. But the two people that are in the on the journey together have to want it to be a great journey. Yeah, you ain't gonna always like each other. But it'll come to a point where but you, you will, as long as you love each other. Yeah. you love each other. I, I think It'll I like, come. Like you, I love. I've always loved you, and yeah. I think I like you most of the time, a good percentage of the time. You mean now that we now now? <laughs> Did you say now now? Yeah, like now now. You confused? I'm talking about like you know the first few some some yeah. some odd years you yeah. say you didn't like me, but it's little. I'm it's talking little, about like now now. Ninety nine point seven eight. I like you. And yeah. what's that other? It's a small two percentage. or three, two and a half or three percent. It's a small percentage when I be saying, what, "What's? I don't understand what she doing. Why is it?" Mm. But we talk about it. What? <laughs> We're not gonna do this, Dad. This be an old other podcast. We'll talk about it. All this can podcast. be for a clip or a reel no, or something. No, no, what? No, no not. Nah. Okay, end it, and then we gonna talk about it. You want to talk about it on the air? Yeah. You want to talk about it right now? Yeah, let's end this, and then let's talk about it. You in these clothes. What about them? In my closet? No. Just the ones that be on the floor in our room. You just washed them? Not the ones that I just put up. Well, we left. But it was down there quite a while before we left. Um, this has been Yeah, end it. Cause then we're gonna finish we're gonna finish talking about it. <laughs> See, go ahead. Now you wanna die, you No. You gonna go be ahead. defensive now? No, I'm not. See? Go ahead. You want to put it that, no, on the air. No, no, no. Go ahead. End it. Listen. This has been No. We gotta tell the people where to find us at. Do the commercial. For all things Mobleys, you can go to www.momentswiththemobleys.com. Follow us on all social media platforms. We are Moments with the Mobleys on all of them, except for Twitter. Twitter, we are Mobley Moments. Um, thank you, guys. Make sure you go to YouTube. Um, make sure you like the page. Hit the little bell, y'all. Subscribe. And sub- subscribe so you can see when we have new episodes coming out. Also, um, vote for us. Am I telling them that too? I believe so. I think we made the first round. Yeah, so it's to be on the ballot. So 
Vote for us. Yeah. Savannah, connect. Connect Savannah. What she said. One time a day from any email. Well, you can, if you got five emails, you can vote five times a day. But it has to be from a different email, right? Um, so please do that for us. Every uh, day. Okay. Every yeah. day. Every day. All right. So we about to go. This has been Moments with the Mobleys. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. Mm-hmm. I'm his wife, Deidre. Oh, it took you a little pause. Sorry. Oh, Lord. Had to get my and parents. And we something like an ordinary couple. Mm-hmm. With extraordinary purpose. Peace out. I guess we're going to talk about these Night-night. <laughs>